Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money. Whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hello and welcome again. This is Charles Kelly, uh, bringing your Money Tips broadcast on Facebook Live and on my podcast, which you can find on iTunes, Stitcher, and on uh, a website, moneytipsdaily.com. So thanks for listening. I'm hoping to bring you Money Tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate, and enjoy more money. Now, today I wanted to talk to you about uh, something that's been happening for the last few months now. We've been talking about uh, a possible recession on the way, and, and we, we've talked about something called an inverted yield curve, which is a technical term for meaning that a yield on a 10-year bond, this is money that you lend to the government, is, is now lower than the yield on a two-year bond, which it should be the other way, right? So if you give someone money for two years, they pay you an, a, a rate or an interest, but if you tie them tie your money up for five or ten years, they should give you more. You'd get more money from your bank if you tie your money up for a year or two years than you would on instant uh, withdrawal basis, instant access. So what's happening now is that on, on the bond markets, we're seeing the opposite happening. And ten-year yields or, or interest rates that they're offering are higher than two-year, meaning that uh, some lenders and investors are not seeing much confidence in the economy. They're saying, well, we only want to tie our money up for a couple of years and we want a higher rate for that. So that's not good news for the economy. And we saw the stock market slumping last week and then it recovered a little bit. Um, and now it's slumped again. The Dow Jones was down 700 points today and the FT100 index. These are both indexes of the top companies. In, in One is in the UK, one's in America. But the FTSE 100 of the top companies in the UK, uh, that index has slumped by 103 points, nearly 1.5%. So that's not good news. And it's not just about the stock market. You might say, well, what's the stock market going to do with me? Well, it, it affects everything. The stock market is a reflection of what's going on there out there in the economy. And we're seeing trade wars, although... Trump has backed off from imposing some of the tariffs on China till Christmas, so that may have settled the things down. We're seeing all the stuff going in Hong Kong, aren't we? Where you know China is now uh, they've they've got troops lined up on on the the border with Hong Kong, ready to go in and you know whatever do do a takeover. I think they'll just go in and obliterate the protesters and just have martial law. Uh, well, that's not good news for the, for Asia's economy. Hong Kong is a major hub for business. It's seen as a safe place to base your business. Uh, with, you know, kind of UK-style laws and a proper rule of law. And, and that's not going to be good news for, for the whole of Asia. And, you know, we, we're seeing other things happening. China's industrial input has slowed down for the first time in seven year, 17 years. Um, we're seeing the UK, the economy shrunk in the second quarter uh, of, of this year. That's only recently come out. And, you know, we're, we're seeing uh, Germany rocking a bit. It's, it's always been a strong economy. We're seeing that, you know, along with Brexit, we're seeing Germany slowing down, property prices in the UK slowing down, or at least the growth is slowing down. They're, they're virtually sort of flatlining and going down in some places. And we're seeing a rise of, of repossessions, uh, you know, going up. So that's that's not, not good news. So all in all, I, I can't see many good things happening in the economy. If you, if you disagree with me, if you think there are good things happening, tell me, you know, let me know. Send me a 
a message on, on Facebook or email me, charles at charleskelly.net, or, or put a comment on the Facebook page or group, the Money Tips uh, page daily, or whatever. You Just tell me if you, if you think I, I'm talking out the top of my head, because what I can see is all the stuff. You might think it's all doom and gloom, but I've got to tell you what is happening out there and, and that you should be prepared for a, a possible downturn. And, and that means, you know, not getting caught with too much consumer debt. It means making sure that your cash flow is sound, that your job can, can keep paying you. Make sure that you've got some money set aside for a possible uh, interruption of your cash flow, like you lose your job or your business uh, stops giving you money. Uh, because most people have not got that much savings behind them. They've maybe got a few weeks. They could probably only survive one or two paychecks before, you know, they're in trouble. And, you know, you shouldn't be like that. You should have six months to a year's money in the bank so that whatever happens, you've always got your mortgage covered, assuming you've got a mortgage or your rent covered, because otherwise you're walking around exposed. And people for the last 10 years since the last financial crash, and don't forget, we have usually a recession about every 10 years. We have a property recession around every 10 years. Well, people have forgotten all about that, haven't they? Now, they say, oh, well, life's great. You know, we'll go out, we'll spend money. We'll buy, you know, new cars that we don't need. You'll, you'll see driveways with two brand new 40,000 pound cars, all on tick, as they say. Tick means on credit. It's all on finance. And then they'd send that car back after a couple of years to get another ni- nice new one with nice new leather seats and sat-nav, big sat-nav screens and, you know, electronic parking and all that sort of stuff. But this all costs money and it's pushing us further and further into debt. And then... When, when the recession does hit, you'll see those cars being repossessed and, and more houses being repossessed. I, I've been through these recessions many, many times and I know what it's like. So, you know, brace yourself and prepare yourself for a possible recession. That's all I'm saying. That's why well, you heard it here on, on Money Tips First. So don't say I didn't tell you. And if you disagree with me, tell me, let me know. Now, just just finally, I, I've been working on a, on a new book and that's why... I'm, I'm, I'm in this place. Now, I'm not in my usual office, but I'm, I'm in this place working on a new book. It's about uh, raising money. It's about living uh, or, or building wealth through using debt. And I've just talked about debt, haven't I, and consumer borrowing. Well, that's what I would call bad debt. But there is what's called good debt. Good debt is when you borrow money to buy an asset, like you borrow money to buy a house. You borrow money uh, to, to invest in a business or you borrow money to take an MBA or, or go to university so that you can invest in yourself and improve yourself and improve your job prospects for the rest of your life. That's what I, I call good investment. And, and bad investment is borrowing money for fancy cars that you don't need. All right, people need a car. I'm not saying don't have a car, but, you know, borrowing money for, for luxury items, for stuff that you don't need, for constant shopping on credit cards. That's borrowing money for stuff you probably don't need for you know, luxury, expensive holidays that you cannot afford, but you can only afford them because you've got a credit card. You can't afford it now, but if you pay on a credit card, then you'll take a year to pay it off. That That is borrowing to buy luxury goods. That's bad credit, and it's what uh, Warren Buffett calls dumb borrowing because you're borrowing money at 16% to buy something that immediately goes down in value rather than borrowing money on a mortgage at 2 three, two or 3% to buy something that will, in general, go up in value and will also give you an, an income or, or, a, or a rental yield or a dividend. So that, that's good and bad borrowing. I would suggest that you get out of this uh, bad borrowing cycle, stop borrowing to live, you know, live within your means or, you know, earn more than you spend so that you're not 
in, in the mire all the time and you're not struggling with your head like that, just keeping your head above water, and which you can do when you know times are good and you've got a job and there's a good job market and you can get pay rises and that sort of thing. But when, when things take a downturn, it might be very different. You could be laid off. You could have your hours cut. Um, maybe they say, look, we can't afford you anymore. Then what do you do? Then you've got all these debts and all these, these outgoings, these bills, and they can become a killer because, you know, you miss a payment. Then what happens? They're on the phone to you. Rings, you miss the payment. Um, you know, we're coming to collect the goods. We're coming to take the car back. Imagine look, the neighbours. What do the neighbours think? They're coming to repossess your car with a low loader and a trolley. You know, Then when you, when you start missing payments, this, this starts a spiral of problems because you miss a payment. That goes on your credit file. Payment missed. Then when you need credit most, when you need to borrow money perhaps to get out of trouble, you can't get it because you've missed payments. When you miss a couple of payments, then you're really in trouble. Then if you miss a few more payments, you get what's called a default. It's, it's on your credit file. If you do a search for your credit file, go online and get a copy of your credit file and see what's on there. You'll see everything, missed payments, what you owe, what you've, you've, you've paid, what you haven't paid. And if you get what's called a default, which is basically the lender or the credit card company saying, this person has defaulted on this loan, bang, they press a button, that's a default on your record for six years. At least with a, a county court judgment and another credit problem, a CCJ, a county court judgment, you'll get a notice. You've got a chance to go to court and say, look, you know, I, I, I don't owe this money or I, I owe it, I'm going to pay it now um, and, and, and it will be, it'll be over. But not with a default. A credit card company can give you a default because you, you've, Basically, you're in default, you've defaulted on that, that card. They don't need to go to court. They press a button, it's a default, it's as bad as a CCJ, it's on your record for six years, and you are stuffed. You will not get credit, or you, you might even find it difficult to even rent a flat or rent a room because the agency is doing a credit search on you, even for that now. So be very, very careful not to overstretch yourself and then get caught with your pants down in a recession. Just be careful of that. Now, I'll finally finish on something a little bit lighter, but I, I read today that the, the company we work are, are going for a, a flotation, maybe not the best time, but they're going for a three billion flotation. Now, I've seen these offices, they're very interesting because a lot of serviced offices are quite, you know, stale places, you know, little, little reception and a lot of quiet rooms and people work. WeWork's not like that. It's, a, it's more of a fun place. They've got usually a huge uh, reception and they've got a bar there and a coffee place and um, it's all a bit funky. Um, they've got a lot of open plan type offices, a lot of offices with glass windows. So you're not in a dark office in the middle of the building. Everything's got light. Um, and, you know, they have very good facilities. Uh, they have nice meeting rooms. And it looks like when you bring a client there, it looks this is quite impressive. You know, they even have sort of after work parties on a Friday. Uh, I think that I'm, I'm pretty sure they've got free coffee on the go on tap all the time. There's biscuits there. There's cookies. There's coffee. There's tea. There's mint teas and all that. And then there's even beer. There's a beer tap in, in the office. They have a table tennis down on another floor. So they're great little offices and it's sort of taken it one step further from the, the Regis model. So WeWork um, is a great place. And if you're starting a business, this is what, what I've been writing about. If you're starting a business, don't go out and rent an office uh, from someone on a two-year lease or a five-year lease and then have to buy your, your own desk, your furniture and your um, you know, your copy machine and all the, all those things in, in a, in a WeWork or, or most service offices, much of this is supplied for you. So you go in there, you've got your telephone system. Now I remember spending five, 10,000 pounds on a telephone system, just to have five phones linked up crazy. 
when, when you've got WeWork, they can answer your phone. They can say, yes, hello there, and we'll put you through. It all looks very professional, sounds professional. You are immediately elevated to a different status than you were if you just sat in your own dreary little office above the fishmongers. You know, so, and they are more expensive, yeah. They, they do cost more, but it gives you a far more professional image, and they're using good city centre locations if you want to be right in the middle of London or Manchester or wherever, and, and they're all over the world now. So they're great offices, and... It, that, that, that extra you pay in rent is actually saved because you, you don't have to have a receptionist. You don't have to have people answering your phone. You've got it there. You don't have to employ a cleaner. And I've been into people's offices who haven't got a cleaner. And the office stinks. There's dust everywhere and it, it smells and it's, it's bad for your health. You're getting asthma. You know, but if you've got a cleaner coming in every day, clearing out the office, emptying your bins, you don't have to employ anyone to do that. You don't have to employ anyone to clean your windows. All those things are covered by a serviced office. So that's my recommendation today. If you start in a business, first of all, I would say start it from home and then use WeWork or, or an accommodation address so that you can have a business address away from your house um, and maybe an answering machine service, or an answer service where they, they answer your phone, your Charles Kelly Limited. Hello? No, he's not in at the moment. I'll get him to call you back. Um, if, you, if you want a physical office, if you want somewhere to work and have staff, use one of these service offices like WeWork, Regis, or, or maybe your local service office. So that that's, that's my tip for today. Don't tie yourself up with lots of... Uh, commitments like leases, car leases, photocopy leases. Leases are a killer. They're, they're the worst thing. You know, if you get hold of a lease, it's like having a noose around your neck because when the company can't pay it, they'll probably go after you. Uh, and they certainly will if you, you've got it in your own name and like a car lease. So just be very careful. Um, but still, you know, you've still got to enjoy life, but just do it within your means. Thanks for listening. Great to have you there on Facebook. I can see a few of you there. Hi. Uh, I've got Magnolia Gretchen there. So, so hi to, to everyone. I'll, I'll maybe just give a little wave there. Um, thanks for tuning in. This is Charles Kelly bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, invest and accumulate more money. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 